Welcome to episode 7 of SEO On Demand. I am Norm Vogeli, on-site content strategist at Page One Power, and in this episode I decided to try something a little different. I sat down with my mom, Lila Vogeli, to have a conversation about search, SEO, and what I do professionally. My mom has no real background in marketing or internet technology, so I thought her questions and perspective would be a good way to test if I can explain search topics effectively and maybe refresh my own perspective on how people outside the industry view search and SEO. What follows is the conversation we had with the goal of helping my mom feel like she could explain my job to people when I'm not there to help. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. I know you because you're my mom, but just for the you're my mom, but just for the record, will you introduce yourself? Sure. Lila Vogley. And do you work? Are you retired? Retired. I worked for a dentist. Retired because the dentist retired. So just to get you warmed up, just to get us started, mm-hmm. I would like you to tell me what you think my job is. I've been working at Page One Power for about seven and a half years, so I know I've told you some things. Yeah. Okay. When you want to go out on the internet and search for a topic, you use a search engine. Some of the most popular ones are Google. Google. <laughs> Google, Google, Google. Yeah. <laughs> They've got about 90% market share. So when you say some of the most popular ones, it's Google. You're but right somebody's on. coming up in the ranks. Are they going to displace Google? And I can't remember where I read that or who, what there the name was. There are several, and the answer is probably not. Okay. Uh, so when you're searching for, not passwords, What's the word for, they want you to come up with the words to search for, to hit? Keywords. 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 When you're searching for a dentist, because your last one wanted you to come every six months, whether you wanted to or not, whether you brushed your teeth or not, whether they felt gritty, when you go to look for that dentist, are you going to take the first one that pops up? You're just going to say dentist in Ontario, Oregon, the first place within 38 miles of you? What is your criteria? And just because one pops up, how much are you going to um, investigate them? How are you going to find out whether they're old, old guy or brand new and out of college? So this is what my son does. He works for people that pay him to make them pop up on the first page. Hence the name, The Power of Page One. Page One Power, that's right. That's pretty good. That's the essence of it. Whatever business you're in, if you want to be visible to people who are looking for what you do or what you sell or you just happen to be in an area and you want people nearby to find you, so like dentist near me, have a website, and that's step one, but depending on what's on your website or how well built your website is, these things can determine whether you show up at the top of the list, you know, result number one, if you show up at all, if you show up accurately. So like what you were, what you were talking about, are they new or are they old? Uh, Who is this dentist? You know, what are his credentials or maybe prefer a female dentist, whatever. 
depending on how good your website is, that information may not be on the website or it may not be clear to Google. So if you search female dentist near me or experienced dentist near me or something, you know, indicating what you're looking for beyond just dentist near me, Google can't make that up. It has to look at the websites to figure out if anyone fits that parameter that you're searching for. But it is so dang smart. And yet when you do get that specific and take, it is so dang smart. And yet when you do get that specific and take it one, a step further than a one word, just dentist mm-hmm. or versus female dentist, it's still going to bring up all of them. I swear it does not well, weed them out. That depends. <laughs> okay. If dentists as an industry aren't in the habit of identifying by gender, most of their websites probably won't say. Or they'll mention things like we have male and female patients or male and female staff or whatever. So that word that you're searching for that matters to you may not have been something that dentists in your area thought would be important. So they didn't speak to it on their website. So Google's going to use the next best clue that it has, which is that you're interested in dentists and you're interested in dentists near me, right? In your area. Okay. So if you search for a keyword that Google doesn't have any result that's more relevant, it kind of has to default to what it is confident about, which would be your location, the locations of dentists in the area, that they are dentists. And that's another thing. If you don't make your location clear to Google, it can't necessarily present you in a near me result. I could be outside your dentist office, but if Google isn't confident that it knows you are a dentist and where you are, it doesn't matter that I'm right next to you. You're still not going to show up in that near me search. So part of what we do as an SEO agency is understand what our clients' businesses are, what they sell, what services they offer. If location matters, then we find out where their locations are. And then we try to make sure that their website is giving the best, clearest, most accurate signals to search engines like Google so that when someone searches, they show up. So if they search for dentist, the dental offices show up. If you search Google so that when someone searches, they show up. So if they search for dentist, the dental offices show up. If you search for women's shoes, places that sell women's shoes show up. And the more you modify those keywords, if those are modifiers that people often use, then we can encourage our clients to have those on their website. So do people actually look for a new dentist by the gender of the provider? That's a keyword research we would conduct would tell us probably not. The higher the volume, means the more people search that same thing. So if something has a very low search volume, that would indicate there's not a lot of people searching for this. It could be because it's a misspelling, or it could just be because they don't care, because that's not something that is important to the people shopping for that. So near me is a really, really common modifier, because when people are searching for something they're going to go to in person, like pizza delivery near me, dentist near me, proximity matters. So it would be really, really make that. We can't make a local dentist show up for a search on the other side of the country. That would be irrelevant. That's kind of how Google works is to try to find relevant results. So we have to make sure that the signals reflect reality and that they're clear and consistent. Okay, so you're saying near me is an acceptable search term for Google. It's going to look where that UP address is from the computer. IP. IP. UP, IP. Yeah. We all pee. 
Okay. It's it's not necessarily looking at your device specifically if you're on a computer, but it knows where your internet is coming from. They don't necessarily know it's you, but they have a general idea of where you are. Okay. Right? So you search pizza near me or dentist near me, and it has a general idea of what the most relevant results are. But is there a, when you use those two words, mm-hmm. does it go 10 miles, 5 miles, 30, 90? Well, it's all about relevance. So when you say near me, it understands your intent. And intent is an important concept in search. Your intent is to find something close by, proximate. There's different ways you can say it. Near me is one that Google has gotten very good at understanding. So it knows you want the closest, but it still has to balance how close the results are with how appropriately they match the rest of your search. So if you search dentist near me, and there's a dentist, an orthodontist, a half a mile away, you might not see the orthodontist because you're searching specifically for a dentist. Okay. And the more keywords you add that make your specific intent more clear, that will influence what results show up. So it's a combination of how closely does this match your search, but also how much does Google know about that result? And how confident is it that it's giving you an accurate result? It's not just that it's relevant, it's that it's confident that the information it thinks it knows about that result is actually true. It reflects reality. So maybe there's a dentist a mile down the street that just closed. Google may not know that it closed. You know, the the dentist retired. Yes. So if you search dentist near me, that might still show up. And that's a bad result for you because in fact, you can't go to that dentist. So part of what we do in SEO is try to not just manage the websites, but manage the signals surrounding the webs and the websites, how people talk about it, how people link to it elsewhere online, so that those signals reinforce what we know to be true about that entity. Google does all that behind the scene at a rapid, 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 rapid rate. Yes. Okay, so you're saying... The more words that are in the initial search is the best way to go, or? It can help. Oh. But only if those are words that actually add clarity to your intent. So using the dentist example again, if you specifically want a female dentist, but that's not something that people often search for, so that's Mm -hmm. not a way that most dentists or their websites will define themselves, Mm -hmm. adding that to your search isn't going to improve your results because the information's, there's, there's not gonna be a good match, right? Think about it this way. If you wanted to watch a movie, you could say, you could say I wanna watch a scary movie, but most people would say the genre is horror. That's, that's a recognized genre. Okay. Or I wanna watch a romance movie. So if you describe that same intent using a word that most people don't use, your results may not be as good. So if instead of saying romance movie, you say, I want a kissy kissy movie. Oh. That is a little confusing because the robots, that the algorithms only really regurgitate the language we're already using. So while there's millions and millions of searches for romantic movie or romantic comedy, maybe there's not as many searches for kissy kissy, or maybe the word kiss is used in different contexts. Mm-hmm. So it's not actually gonna give you the best match. It's- So search works best when many people are looking for the same thing and using the same words to find it. So when something's new or people don't know how to search for it, then to be confident it understands intent and return the best search results. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. 
So there's nobody that you would turn down saying, well, we, we don't work for that industry. We, there th- are. That, oh, okay. Overwhelmingly, we will take your business if you have a website, if we think we can help you. There's this thing called the three Ps. And that's the broad category for things, for the types of businesses we wouldn't serve. Oh. And the three Ps stand for porn, pills, and poker. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's catchy if you say three Ps, but what it really means is we wouldn't work for someone in a sexually explicit, business. I don't want to say adult because we do, you know, adult retail, like home buying is an adult endeavor. Okay. But we wouldn't work for someone who distributes sexually explicit material or makes money in proximity to that okay. pills is more like uh like snakes sexually explicit material or makes money in proximity to that okay. pills is more like uh like snake oil type stuff oh things that are very grifty or like get your prescriptions discounted by buying them from canada so things that are likely to be associated with either a scam or an illegal activity. Whereas we would work with someone pharmaceutical that is demonstrably legitimate. Right. And we, we have had clients that are in pharmaceutical spaces. So pills, again, it just starts with P, but it's a little more nuanced than that. And then poker really just means gambling because gambling is very proximate to lots of illegal activity, mm-hmm. money laundering, and again, scams. So we wouldn't work for someone who's very obviously engaged or very close to being engaged in illegal activity and sexually explicit content, certain pharmaceutical shoot-offs and gams of companies. Right. Okay. Outside of that, it's case by case. But I think we're more likely to turn away business because we're not confident that we have the best solution for whatever their need is than because we disagree with their business or something, you know, ethical like that. Okay. Because most websites, most websites are out there to make money the same way that most businesses on Main Street are out to make money. They do it in different ways. They specialize in different things. So we haven't anchored ourselves to one industry like healthcare or dentistry or even sales versus service. Like a lawyer sells time as a service. We work with lawyers. E-commerce is retail. They sell some tangible good. We work with both of those. Okay. Um... Who is it within a company that's calling for your services? Who's usually the contact person? It varies. Services. Who's usually the contact person? It varies, mostly depending on the size of the company. You worked for a very small dental office. You didn't have uh, an executive suite, right? You didn't have a marketing director and a finances director. So we get some what we call enterprise clients that are large major employers, you know, major corporations. And so they'll have a marketing team and that marketing team might have an SEO sub team or maybe just one SEO specialist. So that might be our point of contact. Or we might have kind of a marketing team that we work with. So an SEO person, but also the digital marketing person. Maybe they employ a webmaster. But for smaller businesses, it wouldn't be unusual for us to be on the phone with the founder or the CEO or the owner. And that is our point of contact. They own the company. They do the thing, Uh, especially with lawyers. Like that's effectively a small business unless it's a major. You maybe have some paralegals, a secretary, maybe like a front office manager. We're probably going to be on the phone with some combination of the founding attorney and like a front office manager or something. There's no normal because different businesses handle their marketing differently. Okay. But 
if the person that you end up talking to the most is really illiterate with terminology and how this smoke and mirrors that you're going to make this happen. <laughs> uh, I mean, how much time do you take to educate them or do you give them an example of this is what we did for this person? How do you approach that? This is actually one of the ways that we get a lot of our business is we pride ourselves on being very transparent. So if you ask a question, we'll answer it to the best of our ability. If you want to know what we're doing, we can show you. If you want to know how we're doing it, we can explain it to you for as long as you're interested and willing to listen, interested and willing to listen. And we get more than a few customers who have shopped for SEO services or even paid for, signed a contract with another agency Ooh. and didn't understand what that agency was doing didn't see the results they were told to expect, didn't get enough communication. So sometimes the people we talk to, they want to know, is that normal or was that a bad deal? And then they get into a relationship with us and realize I can get all my questions answered. It doesn't have to be opaque. And it's not smoke and mirrors. It's, it's just work. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think it's like any specialist, right? We, we specialize in something because it takes a lot of persistence and repetition to get it to really pay off. And that's, generally not time well spent if you are the CEO or if you are an attorney. You know, you, you, your time is best spent in other endeavors. Yes. So you're outsourcing to us to put in the time to get you the results. So it's, it's no different than you hire, it's no different than you hire a plumber because you know nothing about hydraulics. Do you need to sit there and talk to your plumber about everything that they're doing? They can explain it to you if they're a good plumber. If they refuse to explain it to you, that can make the relationship a little strained, even if they're competent. So how much time we spend educating people depends on their background. Have you ever done marketing before? Are you a marketing specialist? Have you searched or worked with SEO agencies before? Do you know what link building is or what keyword research is. So we can kind of take you at any level. And if you don't want to know, which we have plenty of clients who are like, you're the expert. This is the price. I'll pay it. Oh. It's like, okay, there's trust there. They're, they're deferential to us doing what we're good at. Some people want to know. We've even had clients that want to do it themselves <laughs> and will contract with us until they feel like they have the knowledge and skills to do it themselves. Although often they'll realize facialists. We can answer your questions if you have them. And that's part of the reason we do the podcast and we have our website and we go to webinars. People shopping for our services often don't have practice shopping for our services. So we try to help them feel confident. Regardless of whether they end up doing business with us, the relationships are always better when people are confident. They know what they're getting. They trust the process. They understand the investment. If people show up expecting miracles, we definitely can't make them happy, but we can also save them time and heartache by warning them that no one else can either. So a lot of what we do as a business is education alongside actual execution of our special skills. Okay, I'm going to just pluck out a, a line that I heard come out of your mouth okay. on a different podcast, so I may be taking it completely out of context. That's okay. But it's not a one and done thing. It's not like you do, you do this work and then it's fixed for right. all time and eternity. I think the words were, you've got to keep running just to stay in place. Yes. I, I didn't coin that phrase, but it applies to what we do, definitely. So it's kind of like my, my analogy is, I don't like buying clothes that are made of something so fine 
that the only way to wash them is dry clean. I feel like I never quit paying for that outfit because the only way I can keep it serviceable in my closet is taking it to the dry cleaners. Now, everything else, I, when you have to wash them yourself in your laundry, that's still, are you still paying for it that way? But no, I just feel like dry cleaning my clothes means I'm not, I'm not ever finished paying for it. So there's a degree of an analogy there, but I think just the better analogy. What we do is maintenance. So okay. we, we try to set you up for best case scenario to, to succeed. And sometimes a whole campaign can be spent building you up to where you need to be to be competitive. But you have to sustain that. Okay. It's like a lot of things in life. I compare it to weight loss a lot. Because everyone wants to be skinny and beautiful overnight. And that just doesn't work. And some people offer things that seem like they can give you those instant results. And if you look into it even just a little bit, you can see that's not realistic. That's not practical. It's probably not good for you. What we do is we offer training, diet management, in a sense. We give you the information you need. We also help you apply the information that you need. And we'll do as much as we can for you and with you. But ultimately, it's your body. It's your website. You have to maintain it. With SEO, we can improve your keyword matching. have to maintain it. With SEO, we can improve your keyword matching. We can help you show up for the things people are actually searching for around your space and your type of business. But it's not a one and done. It's an ongoing endeavor because people's needs and expectations change. The way that they search change. What your competitors are doing and how they're marketing themselves can change. And that can influence expectations. So it's all very fluid. So it can't be one and done because the world's too dynamic for that. Just like we were saying with the dentist example. It's not typical to search for a dentist by gender. Right now, maybe people start doing that. Or maybe there's suddenly a lot of woman-owned dental practices and they advertise that very proudly. Oh. Maybe you're a very seasoned dentist and you never thought to say female owned. Well, now you need to update your marketing and your website to show up alongside these newcomers who decided to change the way people consider shopping for dentistry. Okay. It's not just about continually showcasing your best self in a way that people can recognize. Okay. Do you think Page One Power is ever going to realize they are giving away so much education for free <laughs> that that will, if, if, if they don't end up using you then, and you've, you've invested that, do you think they'll, there will come a time when, just to talk to me, it costs you this much to... Well, the general information is usually free anywhere. You can go to a library and get college-level textbooks for free. So the knowledge itself isn't the most valuable part. So y your question assumes we don't realize we're giving information away for free. We are, because that makes you an educated consumer. And we want you to be knowledgeable so that you trust us and understand the value of what we're doing. But what we're doing that really adds value is applying that knowledge to give you the results that you want. I can tell you how to do keyword research to find out how you should describe yourself to be visible to your most likely customers. But to actually apply that and to maintain that, again, it's probably not the best use of your time because you're running a business already. Yes. We're specialists. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can DIY just about anything in this world, but 
at some point you have diminishing returns and it makes sense to outsource. So I think we're perfectly happy telling people how it works and why it works. Plus we didn't invent Google. So we're trying to understand Google as outsiders and give the best advice that we can. So we're kind of all in this together. And then what we compete on and what we try to stand out on is being knowledgeable enough and being able to apply that knowledge strategically and consistently and re repeated scale that you see the results you want scale that you see the results you want. Okay. Um, I could fall in love with a salesman. They tell me everything or the way they explain it to me. Are you saying you stand behind page one power to have the, the little gophers that are actually going, once you get me as a client and then you pass me off to the one that's going to be the project manager or the mm -hmm. editor or whatever that's going to do the work for me behind the scenes, they're going to be able to deliver what you sold me. All our sales teams are really selling is packages. They're not, at the sales level, they're not getting that specific. It's kind of like going to a real estate agent. They can't promise you the exact house of your dreams, but you can watch them go out and try to find houses that match what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, mm -hmm. ultimately, you're the one who decides if it's what you were looking for or not, and then you make the commitment. So our sales team is describing price ranges and lengths of contracts and what kinds of services fit in there. And they can do some education on what those services are and what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we don't really put a package together until we've really looked at the site and figured out what would be best. Within their budget, what is going to have the best effect? For example, if, if you are a large enterprise company and you're not getting a lot of organic traffic, which means it's not coming from ads, uh, it's coming from search. That's what organic means. There could be something technical that's wrong with your website that prevents Google from seeing it. It could be that your competitor has a better marketing strategy and they have more content that covers more keywords that are relevant to your target audience. It could be that they're talking about your competitor and they're getting more links from other sites that kind of act like votes of confidence saying, I trust them, I, I buy what they're selling, whatever. It's not always the same prescription. Yes, you're not ranking as high as you want in a search result, but there's different things that could be the underlying cause of that. Okay. So sales won't necessarily promise something without going, doing the legwork and working with the actual project management teams and production teams to go, I think we can help them, but is this the right package for them? Or can you, can you take a closer look at this? They want our help, but I'm not sure what is the best thing to offer them. So it's easy to stand behind the sales team when they're actively engaging production and project management to say, what will help them? Or can we help them? Okay, and good it, point. And it does sometimes happen that what they need isn't something that we can do. And sometimes is that because of how the website was set up? Advise them and say, we can't help you until this happens with your website and you need to we go have, back and... Yeah, and we provide technical auditing services. So you, you were talking earlier, how does Google know all this stuff? How does Google go and find out? We call that crawling. There's a lot of anthropomorphizing that goes on with Google. Crawling is how it goes out, finds websites, looks at what's on them, remembers it, puts it into the index so that when someone searches for it, they can pull it out and show it. You could put something on your website that blocks their crawlers from seeing it and remembering it. 
So you could have the best website in the world, but Google can't see it, right? You put up privacy glass. So people can get to your website, but Google can't see it. We're not gonna be able to help you until you take down that privacy glass. So that is not an uncommon example, actually. Okay. And there's, there's different technical things similar to that that can affect you in different ways. Some are easier to catch than others, but that's something where we would say, you need to fix this. It's your website. We can easier to catch than others, but that's something where we would say, you need to fix this. It's your website. We can't fix it for you unless you want to give us backend access. And most people are pretty shy about, we call it handing over the keys to the house or handing over the keys to the car. They trust us but they don't want to give us that level of access to what's essentially their storefront. So, so who, would have, who would have put up that? Whoever barrier? built the website. And it, it wouldn't be uncommon for people to go through several developers in building their website, whether you're a small business or a big business. Uh, if you're a small business, it wouldn't be uncommon for you to just always look for the cheapest person available. And a lot of web developers know that people shop that way, so they charge low prices and have thousands of clients so they can make a living, which means they're not always that responsive, which means there's a lot of turnover, which means ultimately there's a lot of cooks working on the same recipe, maintaining different parts of your website over time. That can cause a lot of problems. But the same thing happens with an enterprise client where it's this huge corporation and they decide to rebrand, which means they do this huge shuffle. They change their corporate colors, they change their name, they change the location of their website. Or there's a new marketing push and they say, we want to organize our website this way instead of this way. You know, instead of saying men's, women's, children's, they just want to say clothing and change how everything is organized. And that can cause a lot of headaches and hair tearing out to, to go through that. And if you think about how often corporations do that over their lifetime, again, that's a lot of different cooks trying to make the same recipe. So technical issues can come from all kinds of places. I think the most common is a lack of consistency in who's running the website and how they're running it. But if you change your website goals, then you change your, web, change your website and that can create issues. It won't automatically, but that's an opportunity. Okay. So back to the keywords, a general dentist, no specialties, just a general dentist. Does it really come down to buying your way to the top? Well, that's what I was talking about with organic traffic. SEO is search engine optimization, which means we want to help your website show up naturally on its merits compared to other similar websites in organic search results. The alternative to organic is paid, as in an advertisement, Oh. right? So if I search for dentists near me, I'll get organic results, but above those organic results, there will be some paid ads. And they may not be the closest, they may not be the ones I would have chosen on my own volition, but they have above. in a certain area yes. in association with those keywords. So the same way that we do keyword research to figure out how should we describe your website so Google displays it to the right audience at the largest scale possible, that's how ads work too. You pay for those keywords, they call them AdWords, and then when someone searches it, you pop up. Pay to play, right? Oh. So SEO isn't pay to play in the same way, but you do have to invest in it and maintain it if you want to continue to have the organic traffic and visibility. Because as soon as you stop paying for those paid ads, 
you stop getting traffic from them. Mm -hmm. If you don't have organic traffic, then that traffic dries up immediately. You turn off the faucet. The idea with organic traffic is if you can earn and then sustain visibility over time, that's a lot cheaper than having to pay for every single click because the rate is, it might cost more upfront, but then over time, everything that you did before supports the things you do later and you have less to change even if you have to make changes over time. With ads, it's just a flat line until you stop. So your search engine optimization is for organic searches. Correct. Okay. Okay. And sometimes it makes sense for people to pay for traffic, to pay for advertising. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. Sometimes you have a choice between the two. You can do both. But sometimes people will come to us and they'll say, why does this brand get so much traffic? And it turns out it's because it's a household name and you're new. People don't know to search for you yet. So you have a hard time competing. How do you get known if people can't discover you organically? Maybe you need to do some ads. Maybe you need to market in other ways. And then you'll have that credit in other ways. And then you'll have that credibility. You'll, you'll have the word of mouth you'll have more momentum to start justifying to Google showing up in a search result. So SEO can still benefit you, but in the short term, you need to get your name out there. Okay. SEO only works if people are searching for something that describes you. And that's sadly something that I've seen with a few clients where they're selling something that no one is looking for. (laughs) If people aren't searching for it, There is no SERP that you belong in. That's what search is, is people trying to find something they're looking for. If people aren't looking for what you've got, SEO can't change that. We can optimize to make you visible where people are looking, but they have to be looking. Okay. So it it won't, it's not the silver bullet solution to everyone's problems. But if you're selling goods or services that people are looking for, search is a pretty lucrative place to be discovered. My explanations always always my pleasure so i guess my question now is if someone asks what i do or how i do it or who my company serves do you feel like you'd be able to answer that with a little more confidence now a little bit yes um but because i couldn't explain any of the terminology if they know less than me We're in deep, deep (laughs) doo-doo. I mean, blind leading the blind? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll count that as a success. Yes, absolutely. You can probably answer more than they're likely to ask. Exactly. Yes. And you can always send them to me if they really do. I would say, here's his number. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I'll take it. Okay. Yay. Thanks for listening. As always, I had a great time speaking with my mother, and I hope you enjoyed hearing our talk, and I hope you learned something, too. If you enjoyed this episode or would like more content like it, please consider subscribing or visit us at page one power.com.